On the virtual Bible study tonight, we want to talk about baptism and talk about it in a little different way. Jacob, when you think about it, the New Testament contains information about not just a handful of people, but actually thousands of people who were baptized in the first century. The book of Acts is sometimes called the book of conversions, and we have the story of literally thousands of people there, and we know something about their baptism, when they were baptized, and and what was behind it, and what were their motivations, and we want to talk about, a, a, I think, an important question. In every instance, we find them being baptized right away without delay. What does why? that tell us about baptism? Yeah, why? And does it tell us anything about its importance? We want to talk about that on the program. We'll get started right after this. It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, Internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 931 one three eight one four five six seven or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com we hope you'll take out your bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of god's word on this edition of the virtual bible study and this is the virtual bible study for thursday april 6 2017 thank you for joining us on the program tonight my name is jacob Gwynn. my father greg Gwynn is here hello dad jacob great to be with you tonight good to be with you as well kyle is behind the controls kyle two weeks in a row I'm, I'm, I'm liking the trend. Yeah, it's good to be here. Good to have you with us tonight, and uh, glad that you're listening. We want to hear from you, whether you may be listening to us live, hopefully you are, on our YouTube feed or our Facebook stream, or uh, maybe you're listening to us in the podcast. We want to hear from you regardless. If you have questions or comments about something you've heard, questions at collegeview.com is the email address to use. If you're listening to us live, any of one of the many chat rooms that may be around the video that you're watching, wherever you may be watching us tonight, you can comment on our Facebook page. You can comment on the chat room window on our web page. All right. And uh, we'd love to hear your comments there. It is a better program when you participate. And it's even better when folks can hear your voice. 877-381-4567 is the, email, or is the telephone number to use to share your comments with us tonight. And, again, if you're listening to this after the fact and you disagree, maybe you maybe you have someone that, uh, that you might recommend that we talk to to help uh, – uh, to uh, maybe vocalize your view of the subject. We would welcome your comments at any time. Questions at collegeview.com. All right, baptism is obviously important in the scriptures because we have a, a numerous accounts of folks who were baptized, and um, there seems to be some urgency about their baptism. Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm just doing a little check in here, Jacob, and I'm not sure we're getting out on our Facebook page. Let me let me double check that. Okay. All right, Kyle can verify that. Well, hey, Kyle's got Kyle's it. Kyle's got it's it. Working. I'm just not getting good. All right, Kyle. so you can just let you you're you're you can just be so I can ignore I. that for now. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, we sent out an update earlier today. Uh, it's what we always do on Thursday, along about eleven o'clock uh, Central Time. We send out an email telling you about our topic and. Got to thinking, you know, we, as we were saying just uh, in our intro, we know a lot about the conversions of people in the first century time frame, which is really so important because that's when the church first began. That's when the inspired apostles were doing their work. What was behind their motivations to be baptized? 
What's really interesting is in every instance where we're able to put a time stamp on when people were baptized, we can't do that in every instance. I I don't want to leave the impression that we can do that in every instance. Sometimes it just says that people were. Mm -hmm. But in every instance where we have a reference to the time between their being taught, learning, and accepting the truth about Jesus, in every instance, the people were baptized immediately without delay. And so... uh, we thought that'd be worthy of consideration and maybe would give us some heads up idea about baptism itself. Is it just a coincidence or is there some significance to the fact that they were baptized immediately? We want to hear from you on that question tonight. Um, so to our update list earlier today, we sent out these questions. List the instances of people who are being baptized immediately without delay in the New Testament. Are there any instances where the baptisms of believers was purposefully delayed? Mm-hmm. Number two, what are the things one gains upon being baptized? Can an individual share in these blessings before or without being baptized? And number three, based upon New Testament teaching and example, is baptism essential for salvation? Can a person be saved before and without being baptized? All right, 877-381-4567 to comment on those questions tonight or send them in the chat room as we uh, discuss this idea of baptism and an urgent uh, need for that in the New Testament. What does that tell us about uh, baptism? By the way, if you're not on our update list, you can get on our update list by sending us an email to questions at collegeview.com. Just say, add me to the list. We'll be glad to do that. Okay. So what do we read about folks in the New Testament when they were baptized? Well, first of all, let's talk about these instances that we know about where people were baptized immediately. Now, you're saying that these are the instances where there was a time stamp uh, in, yeah. in the, in the, uh, where there's a reference to time. Now, there's some instances where we don't have that. In some instances, it just talks about them believing and obeying and being baptized without reference to when time. they did that. But, but in every instance where there is a reference, you know, a time reference involved, I think we find them being baptized immediately. I've listed... And I think some of our emailers may have a little bit more here, but I've listed five from the book of Acts. Um, Acts chapter 2, verse 41, which, of course, is the day of Pentecost, the first day the gospel was preached after Jesus' ascension to heaven. Acts two forty one. then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Okay, now that's interesting, because they when they received the word, they were baptized the same day. Now, that's... Not the, the practice that we see in a lot of churches. No, maybe some might say, you know, this is a special case. But in what we see in churches today is they wait. You know, I got on the Internet today and just, just put in a, a search for delayed baptisms. And just a huge list came up. Or or search for something like Baptism Sunday. That's, yeah. that's what a lot of these groups are calling it, Baptism Sunday. Yeah. And and so, you know, they set a, a, a date out there in the future, maybe May 25th. That's going to, I don't even know if that's a Sunday this year, but say that it is. That's going to be our baptism Sunday. And so everybody here in the first part of the year who comes to believe and accept Jesus, uh, we're going to baptize them all on that Sunday. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, in many instances, it's, weeks if not months away when they designate that that will be the baptizing time and i can't find any 
example of something like that taking place in the New Testament. So this, in this instance, in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, it was that very day. Yeah. And by the way, it's not that the fact that, that these people had believed before sometime. It's not, it, this was not a baptism Sunday. This was not a case where these people have been being taught for months and months. And many of them had been believing for a long time. This was the very first day that the gospel was preached and the right. people were baptized. All right. So there's an example of it happening immediately. Not the only one, though, that we can see. Acts 8, verse 36. We remember Philip and the eunuch. The eunuch did not know about Jesus Christ right. that day. Right. When, that day when that day started, he did not know. He was a practicing Jew. He'd been to Jerusalem to worship. Yep. He was reading from Isaiah, uh, actually reading from Isaiah chapter 53, and he, he, we know that that's a beautiful prophetic description of Jesus and his death on the cross. But the eunuch was totally it, in the dark. Because he said, who's the prophet talking what are we about? talking about Himself here? or somebody else? Yeah, he scratched so, his head. So it's clear that this man did not know about Jesus right. prior to this, ep, to this exchange with Philip the evangelist. And so it wasn't that he believed a long time back and just chose to be baptized on this day. He just learned about Jesus that day. And the eunuch said, Acts eight thirty six. See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And he was baptized right there, right then. No delay. Okay, immediate, immediate yeah. baptism. What does it tell us? Oh, it's interesting. There's two examples of it happening immediately. wasn't put off, not delayed. And that's not all. Acts ten verse forty seven. This is from the case where the apostle Peter went to the household of Cornelius, the first Gentile convert, right. and he and. He said, and this was the first day he was there, the first day those people had been taught. And he says in Acts 10.47, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized? Someone said, ah, we can do that. Let's make a plan. You know, six months from now, we'll have a baptism ceremony, and they can all be baptized then. No. He says, who's forbidding the water? Right now, let them be baptized. Okay. Maybe, I think, maybe the most impressive one of them all is in Acts 16, verse 33. The Apostle Paul and his and his co-worker Silas, they are locked up in the prison in Philippi. I think everybody knows that story. Great earthquake. The prison doors are open. It provides opportunity for Paul to teach Paul and Silas to teach the Philippian jailer. And it says in Acts 16, verse 33, he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized. Yeah. Now, we know from the context that that earthquake that opened the prison doors happened around midnight. So this was sometime in what we often refer to as the wee small hours of the morning. I think that highly emphasizes the idea, no delay. Why didn't they wait till the next morning at least? This was anything but convenient, Kyle, in the middle of the night. Of course, uh, yeah, well, they've been, for the scenario, they had just gotten out of this Peter and they were uh, Paul were they got out of jail and it's just this if you hear the message and you believe and you repent of your sins I mean you know just they know not to tarry they knew that moment and it wasn't have to didn't have to be explained Peter didn't have to tell them or Paul didn't have to tell them you know we can't wait they knew that they had to do it right then and exactly. they, they were they, thank you, I think you're right Kyle they, it was being emphasized in every one of these instances it was being emphasized that baptism is for the remission of sins you're not saved. Until you're baptized, I think they were getting that point. It seems clear that they were. Then one more that I've got from the book of Acts, Acts 22.16. This is when Ananias, a man named Ananias, came to talk to Saul of Tarsus, who had seen the Lord on the road to Damascus. 
Now, that actually had happened three days earlier. Three days earlier, Saul of Tarsus saw saw and spoke to Jesus on the road to Damascus. I, I think he became a believer then. Mm-hmm. He went into the city. He, he was blind. He was blinded by the experience. He went into the city, and for three days, he uh, fasted and prayed. And Ananias came and said, And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. It's it's almost it's almost like he's rebuking. What in the world what are you, you waiting out? for? Yeah. And Paul says, "Well, we got to schedule a baptism Sunday." Didn't think it was that big a deal. Yeah. You know, it's not a good time. I just been I've been blind, and you know, just give me a little bit of time here. No, it was an urgent thing. So, what does this tell us about baptism? We have uh, some listeners who have chimed in tonight. Kent in Calhoun, Georgia, says in the Book of Acts, the accounts of conversion inform us that all those who desired to obey the gospel of Christ were baptized without delay. There are no recorded examples of where penitent believers purposely delayed being baptized. Thank you for that, Kent. And Jeff uh, says the Jews on the day of Pentecost, Acts two, the Samaritans, Simon, and the Ethiopian eunuch, Acts eight. Paul and, or Saul in Acts 9 and, ver, and in Acts 22, Cornelius and his household, Acts 10, Lydia, the Philippian jailer and his household at midnight, Acts 16, the Corinthians in Acts 18, and the Ephesians in Acts 19. So we got some more there than we had on our list. We yeah. need to do a little research on that. Well, I think uh, I, those are all great examples of people certainly being baptized uh but for instance um i think that like the corinthians that's one of those examples that i would say doesn't have a definite time stamp on it uh paul departed and entered into a certain man's house named justice this is acts 18 verse 7 one that worshiped god whose house joined and crispus the chief ruler of the synagogue believed on the lord with all his house and many of the corinthians hearing believed and were baptized right See, I, I, I would say that's one of the ones we couldn't be absolutely definitive. No about. reference at the time. Yeah. yeah. So that so now we would we could extrapolate and say, well, maybe you know it, it, it's logical to assume that it was an immediate reference there, but it doesn't. There's nothing in the text that demands it. Yeah. And that's why. At, and I, I would I would agree with Jeff. I think in all those instances we would find the same exact practice being followed. I'm, I'm just I'm just wanting to be fair and say that. You're being you're being conservative here, and just yeah. doing the ones that you that we know for sure that you're saying for sure. Yeah. All right, let's get a break, and when we get back, we need to talk about what that means. What does it uh, mean that uh, uh, that these believers were baptized immediately? What do we uh, obtain for after we're baptized? Uh, that will help us understand why the urgency. So we're building a, uh, a little bit of a case study here as what believers were doing when uh, they believed. And what does that tell us about baptism? Let us know your thoughts. We're going to get a break, and when we get back, we'll take your comments. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. Don't touch that mouse. The Virtual Bible Study will be back right after this. I'm Greg Gwynn, a host of the Virtual Bible Study. Thanks for joining us for tonight's program. The Virtual Bible Study is presented weekly by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Each week on the Virtual Bible Study, we simply engage in the study of God's Word in an effort to better understand it, better understand how God views us, and better understand what He wants from us in our lives. We're not studying any creeds. We're not studying any books written by men. We're just studying the Bible. And we're trying to study the Bible alone without any of our opinions or wisdom mixed in. We're only interested in what our Creator has revealed to us 
us in his word. We realize that we're fallible and cannot direct our own steps. As a result, what we think or feel doesn't really matter. All that matters is what God has said. So that's what the virtual Bible study is all about. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Thanks again for joining us tonight, and we will hope you'll make plans to join us every Thursday night for the virtual Bible study. Here's some quotes worth pondering. Most of man's inventions have been time savers. Then came television. No matter how bad your situation, you can lose your temper and make it worse. Some people dream of worthy accomplishments, while others stay awake and actually do them. There's no crowd on the extra mile. Man, I wish I'd said that. Use your internet connection for something good. Listen to the virtual Bible study every week. Now, back to the program. We're back on the program tonight as we talk about uh, baptism and the fact that believers were baptized immediately in the instances where there is a reference to time. No ever do we see, nowhere do we ever see that uh, there was a delay uh, that is explicitly stated there. So that has to tell us something about baptism and well, it corresponds yeah. with what some of the things we read about baptism. We're getting some comments both in our chat room on the webpage and on Facebook. Philip uh, from West Virginia says the eunuch in Acts 8 is a great example of what we're talking about tonight. Uh, yeah. uh, Jeff, who gave us that long list of people being baptized, he, he just listed everybody who was baptized. And I, but I, as I was saying earlier, I think that I would, I would be strongly assuming that they all were baptized immediately, although... Yeah. It doesn't say exactly that in every instance, but I, I'm like you, Jeff. I and think he's done his research May 25th. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good guess, yeah. but it wasn't right. Uh, and on Facebook, Sandra here in Columbia says, Christians never know when Jesus will return for us, so we must be obedient to all his commands when he appears. You know, I think that's sort of going to be an underlying theme here. If I know that this is what I'm commanded to do, and I want to be obedient and ready for the Lord's return, why would I postpone that? But I think that, yeah, that I think that exposes the problem. I think that clearly exposes the problem. The people who think that they can put this off for six months do not think that it would be a problem if the Lord returned and they weren't baptized yet. And it's interesting because those who believe this way will say, well, it's not required for salvation, so we're going to put it off. But it is a command that we need to do. So, again, if it's a command, why would you put it off? Like he, but, you he know, God's, Jesus said to love your neighbor as yourself. I'll get around to it when next it's year. Yeah, I'm going to do that next so year. No, did. but I think that's a good point. If it's if it's an understood command, why would you delay it? Even if you didn't think it was essential for salvation, if yeah. it's a if it's a stated command, why would you delay? I think yeah. that's a good point. But let's talk about the why. That's the uh, the second question was again. Question one, we talked about the examples, and there are no instances, no, absolutely zero instances where the baptism was purposefully delayed. Yep. There are none. Yep. Uh, so let's go to question two. What are the things that a person gains when he is baptized? In other words, again, we're asking the question, why would these people be baptized so soon, so quickly? Right. Well, they they were taught to understand that Baptism was sort of an avenue to be able to achieve or receive a number of important blessings. Uh, the, the most simple and obvious of them is that they were baptized because they knew that baptism stood between them and being saved. No, wait a minute here. Where'd you, where'd you cook up that idea? Well, being saved is what it's all about, right? Yeah. That's, that, that would be the ultimate. When does that happen? When are we saved? Uh, can we pinpoint the time when a person 
has achieved salvation? Well, I think we can. And I think it is at the point of baptism. In Mark 16, verse 16, Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Notice the conjunction and. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Um, I've, I've used this example so many times, probably people are at some point going to take me up on it. Um, come to my house tomorrow and shake my hand and I'll give you a hundred dollars. What would you have to do? When would you get the hundred dollars? Yeah. Well, would you get the hundred dollars just when you came to my house? No. No. Everybody would understand that statement to me to mean you would get the hundred dollars if you come to my house and shake my hand. And when you've done those two things, you'll get the hundred dollars. Everybody would understand. That's just, that's just the way we communicate. Right. Well, how could you, we misunderstood, misunderstand Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So, you know, I, I've seen charts before that preachers have used for well, who knows how long. Belief and being saved. Put, a, put Chart that out. Belief and being saved. What's in between them? Yeah. Being baptized. Bapti- baptism stands between the believer and his salvation. And so people in the New Testament, I think, were baptized immediately because they understood that that was a, a necessary thing for them to get to the point of being saved from their sins. All right. First Peter 3.21, the like figure were into baptism, but also now save us. It's hard to wiggle around that one. It's as clearly as it states that baptism saves us. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Very simple question. Very direct answer. Now, we wouldn't really have to go any further. But now, when I link that with the fact that these guys were, these people were being baptized immediately, even when it was inconvenient, the Ethiopian Philippian jailer, I'm starting to see some connection here. Now, okay, now, so wouldn't just, the two things verify one another? They verify each other. In other words, we're, we're drawing a conclusion from simple statements. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That would certainly teach that baptism stands between the believer and his salvation. Right. Then when we see these thousands, thousands of people who were baptized on the very day they learned the truth, that tends to verify that they understood that it and us. that they were being taught that they needed to be baptized in order to be saved. All right. Makes sense. Again, it's uh, these this is evidence is mounting up. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, again, our question of the hour is why? Why were they baptized so soon? Questions at collegeview.com, the chat room. Want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it, it seems clear to us, but you may see it a different way. If you've got a different explanation for that, we would love to hear it. Yeah. In fact, you're welcome to call in. We'll put you right on the air. If you understood, if you understand a different reason that would have motivated those people to be baptized on the day of Pentecost, for instance, or the Philippian jailer in the same hour of the night. Middle of the night. Why not? I mean, call us and explain why we're missing. If, if that, if, if our conclusion is wrong and, we, and we're missing something, you need to call and tell us why. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. 877-381-4567. All right. So they were baptized to be saved and they wanted to do that immediately, obviously. Okay. All right. So, uh, we're just going to build a, a rather long list, uh, of things that 
stood between the believer and and them uh, reasons why they had to be baptized i guess what we want to say okay they uh they understood that baptism stood between them and receiving the remission of sins okay really this is just another way of saying what we already said yeah uh, uh, being saved is to have the remission of sins okay uh what's our big problem in in our in everyone's lives what is the biggest problem we face yeah sin right the consequence of sin right and we need to have the remission of sins or of course we're going to be lost forever in hell okay so what do we do well in acts chapter 2 verse 38 when peter was asked that very question again right. this is on the day of pentecost he, he had convinced the people that they were responsible for the crucifixion of God's own son. Mm -hmm. And they were pricked in their heart, and they asked men and brethren, what shall we do? Acts 2.38, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So uh, to to those who were convicted in their heart that they had been responsible for crucifying Jesus, and when they asked what to do, they were told to repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. So baptism was for the remission of sins. Now, when we try to make that point, it, that to me is a very clear, straightforward statement of fact. Like has been said so many times, you'd almost have to have help to misunderstand right. that, that right. passage. But when we say baptism is for the remission of sins, some of our religious friends will say, that means because of, for, you're baptized for or because that you've had your sins remitted. Yeah. Now, that that is a way that we use the word for in the yeah, English yeah. language. Right. Uh, I, I, I paid you $5 for you bought me some groceries yesterday. Yeah. Now, we don't, that's, that's kind of archaic English right. construction, right. But, but you would understand. I paid you because you bought me some groceries yesterday. I owed you the money. The, the the deal had already happened, and I was doing this because it had already happened. Right. And that's what some of our religious friends say about baptism. We're baptized for or because our sins have been remitted. Right. But that's not what that passage means. It doesn't because we have parallel construction in Acts 26, verse 28. And Jesus is instituting the Lord's Supper in verse 28. He said, as he talks about the fruit of the vine, he says, For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. That's the exact same phrase in the English as it is also the exact same phrase in the Greek between Acts 22, verse 38, and Matthew 26, verse 29, or and, 28. And so the question that we would ask is, did, did Jesus shed his blood because sins had already been forgiven? No. No, he shed them in order that it would happen. Yep. And as you say, it is exactly the same uh, it, it's parallel construction. It's exactly the same in Acts chapter two, verse thirty-eight, and and so uh, I think the argument stands that 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 explanation is wrong when they say we're baptized because we've already been forgiven. Yep. You know, right within the verse there, also there's another argument when they ask, "What shall we do?" Peter said, "Repent and." Be baptized for the remission of sins. Right. Well, if we're baptized because we already have the remission of sins, then, again, we've got the important conjunction and there. 
then that would also mean we repent because we've already had the forgiveness of sin. Uh, there you go. Yeah. But, but our religious friends don't believe oh, that. No, they won't buy that because they understand uh, Luke 13, verse 3, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. So if you don't want to perish, you've got to repent. So you obviously don't have remission of sins before you repent. That's clear enough. Well, if you're going to give that point, if you're going to say that you have to repent in order to be saved, then you have to say the same thing about baptism because you've got a three-letter word there, a conjunction that linked the two, repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. Exactly right. Okay. All right, let's grab another break. Let's grab our bullet point break here at the bottom of the hour. We're going to go to the top of the hour, but we've got several more things to say. Uh, Get in the chat room. Send us an email. We're monitoring our email. Uh, Get on Facebook. Send us a comment there. Uh, as we continue to talk about why were these people in the first century baptized so soon? We're going to get a break and get your thoughts. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. You won't want to miss what we talk about next. The discussion continues right after these important messages. This is Stephen Nicholson, a member of the College View Church of Christ, and I want to invite you to be a regular participant on the Virtual Bible Study. Your input by way of emails and phone calls are always welcome during the live program. We're also open to your suggestions about possible topics for discussion on upcoming editions of the program. We'd love to hear from you anytime. This is Greg Gwynn with this week's Bullet Point. It has been reported that American students are not doing well in important math and science studies. In fact, they rank about 25th in the world on achievement tests in these important subjects. However, it's also reported that the very same American students rank first in the world regarding how they feel about their math and science abilities. This is direct evidence of the overemphasis that has been given in recent years to the subjective matters of self-worth and self-esteem. Our educators have obviously worried too much about feelings and not nearly enough about real learning. We may be following the same mistaken agenda in our spiritual teaching. It seems that we've lost a sense of balance in our preaching and in our Bible class studies. We may be stressing certain feel-good themes too much while neglecting important instruction in matters of doctrine. The results tend to indicate this. We have a generation of Christians that don't know and can't explain simple doctrinal truths. Some could not even describe what the New Testament says about what one must do in order to be saved. It was once true that members of the Lord's Church had the reputation as people of the book. That's because they could defend the truth on a wide variety of Bible subjects. Members of various denominations dreaded and even avoided discussions with us because they knew that we knew the Bible and could answer their faulty arguments. Unfortunately, that reputation has been lost. Let's get back to teaching and emphasizing all the counsel of God while keeping back nothing that is profitable. Acts 20, verses 20 and 27. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. A streaming Bible study. Why didn't I think of that? Now back to the guys. We're back on the program tonight. Remind you, this program is brought to you by the College of Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us by visiting our website. Perhaps you've never been out there. It is thevirtualbiblestudy.com. A wealth of information out there on what we believe, what we practice, where we meet, and when we meet. We'd love to have you come and visit with us. Find out more at thevirtualbiblestudy.com. All right, we we keep building a, a case here. I hope everybody agrees that we're building, I think, a very compelling case for the conclusion that people were baptized so soon because they understood they had to be because they hadn't they hadn't they were not where they needed to be spiritually until they were baptized. Okay. I want to be clear, Jacob, that we're not saying that baptism is the be all and end all. You know, I think some people imagine that we have this idea that just as long as you get dunked under the water, that's all that matters. We are not saying that. But we are saying that baptism is a part of an overall 
set of conditions or requirements that God has placed right. upon us in order to receive his blessings uh, of salvation, the remission of sins. The same as re- re- repentance. You know, if, if a person who, who had never heard the gospel was dunked in the water, it, he wouldn't be saved because yeah. you got to hear the truth before you're baptized. A person who refused, who rejected the things that were taught in the gospel, but he was dunked in water, he wouldn't be saved. <clears throat> You've got to hear and believe. A person who heard and believed but refused to confess the, his faith in Jesus, dunk him in the water, he's still not saved because you got to confess. A person who hears, believes, would confess but is determined to continue in his sinful practices, he won't repent. You dunk him in the water, he's not saved either because you got to repent. So we say that there's there's this whole pattern of things that go together that lead to salvation and baptism, and baptism is one it's of them. not more important than the other exactly it's, a, it's just what god has told us to do in response to the gospel message and so but the reason we focus on it and talk about it so much is because it's such a controversial part of that yeah that, uh, really people, it's if, the only controversial part yeah if people said you don't have to repent you do you, you just do you listen you believe the word and you don't have to repent then we'd have programs on repentance but yeah. there, that's all everyone agrees on that. Yeah. Or they said, you don't have to confess that you believe Jesus is the Son of God. Then we'd have to have long programs on that. And we could show that the Scriptures say you've got to confess. But people tend to agree with people that. People agree with those things. But for some reason, yeah. baptism is a hang-up. And yeah. so that's why we are forced to spend time emphasizing what the Bible teaches about baptism. All right. All right. So another. So we said... People were baptized soon, so soon in the New Testament because they saw that baptism stood between them and being saved, between them and the remission of their sins. Just say it another way. Baptism stood between them and having their sins washed away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Acts twenty two sixteen, which we already referenced earlier in the program. Why tarriest thou? This is Acts twenty two sixteen is what Ananias said to Saul of Tarsus. Why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. We are in our sins until they are washed away. And again, that happens at the point of baptism. Right. You know, you think about Saul of Tarsus. He saw and spoke to Jesus on the road. So it's clear that he was a believer. Yep. He went into the city. He faith, which I think would indicate his penitent heart. So he was a, he was a praying, fasting believer. Yep. But he was still in his sins. And right. I said, arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So another reason why to be baptized and not put it off is that's when your sins are washed away. Right. Right. Okay. okay. Uh, so those, I think those three things go together, Jacob. Being saved, the remission of sins, the washing away of your sins. All right. Now, let's add some other things. People in the New Testament were baptized soon because they understood that that's how you get into Christ. Now, that's important, okay? Now, let's let's talk about this for a minute. You are in... Uh, you, where are you? Are you in sin or, you are, or are you in Christ? Well, we want to be in Christ. Galatians 3.27 says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So, bat... You're not in Christ until you're baptized. You are baptized into Christ. Yeah. So what's the significance of that? Ephesians 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. 
All spiritual blessings are in Christ. Well, yeah, I definitely want to be there. Uh, next month, maybe, or the, the second Sunday of the quarter. Baptism Sunday, six months from now. Yeah. Well, I'm not in Christ until Baptism Sunday, if, I, if, if that's the case, because I am baptized. I'm not in Christ until I'm baptized. That's how you get into Christ. Yeah. You're baptized into Christ, and in Christ is where all spiritual blessings are. That's what first century folks were being taught. That's why they were responding immediately without delay to be baptized. They wanted to be in Christ. They knew that's where they needed to be, in Christ. And in why Christ wouldn't is, you want to be? Is where all spiritual blessings why are. Why wouldn't you want to be there as soon as you could be there? And that's where what Baptist does it. Baptize, we're baptized into Christ. We put, we're put, we, uh, we put on Christ in baptism, Galatians 3, verse 27. All right. Uh, uh, just kind of rapid fire. We, we, there's a whole bunch of reasons here. We're seeing a whole bunch of things. Another reason why they would be baptized so soon is that they understood that they had to be baptized to receive the benefits of Jesus's death. Mm-hmm. Now, I think everybody, all professed Christians understand that Jesus did the greatest deed of all on the cross where he suffered horribly, uh, shed his precious blood, died there as a sacrifice for our sins. So, the, you know, the death of Jesus is is so significant to us all. Uh, and and so in regards to that death of Jesus, how do I share in the benefits of his death? In other words, he died for us. We all agree that he died for us. We all agree that he hung on the cross for us. We all agree that he shed his blood for us. How do I share in those benefits of what he accomplished on the cross of Calvary? Well, Romans 6 verse 3 tells me that I access that blood of Christ, uh, that I that I gain the benefits of his sacrificial death when I'm baptized. Ac- or excuse me, Romans 6 verse 3, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus, or Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Notice again, we're baptized into Christ. That's our previous point. But we're baptized into his death. That's where we access the blood. Now, all these other things are necessary. You've got to hear, you've got to believe, you've got to repent, you've got to confess. But finally then, having done these necessary things, when I am baptized, I'm baptized into his death. In his death is where his blood was shed. In his yep. death is where that sacrifice occurred. I access the blood of his sacrificial death when I am baptized. Baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death. Well, again, that's, that, that's not that big a deal. We'll catch it uh, when the weather gets warmer. We'll go down to the creek when the weather gets warmer and get yeah. baptized. Yeah. Eh, no. You know, it's interesting I know of instances, well, I know of historical instances that I've read about where people actually did chop ice to get to some water so that they could baptize people in, during the winter months, you know. Anybody who would do that would, would, would be a person who's come to the same conclusion that we're reaching here tonight. You gotta do it. And it may be inconvenient, but you've got to do this because you're not where you need to be. You haven't received the blessings you need to receive if you haven't been baptized. Wouldn't you say they're following the example of those that we read about here in the book of Acts? Yeah. I mean, it's just plain and simple. We talked about the Ethiopian eunuch earlier. You know, he, he suspended his trip and went to the inconvenience of getting into the water to be baptized with Philip. If he, it wasn't important, Philip could have said, go on home. And after you rest up from your long trip, 
find somebody down there in Ethiopia to baptize you. Yeah. Uh, it, it's good. It's a good thing to do, but it's not. It's not terribly essential. Uh, and if the Lord was to return, it wouldn't matter. He didn't tell him any of that. No. They they stopped the journey, and they went to what would have amounted to an inconvenience. Sure. To be baptized. But I tell you, the other one that's so impressive to me is the Philippian jailer. Philippian jailer. If you look at that context, he took Paul and Silas out of the prison to be baptized. And he was literally taking his life in his own hands right. to have those prisoners out of the prison in the middle of the night to be baptized. Why in the world would he do that? And why in the world would Paul and Silas allow him. him to do that? Yeah, that was a, a very unloving thing to do to put him in that harm, harm's way, you know, in that danger. But they knew and he knew. He was taught. It's necessary. You're not yeah. saved until you do it. Okay. All right. Let's Let's add another. Let's talk about the new birth. You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, emphasis when people are talking religion about being born again. And we hear that expression, and and some people almost, I think, have a mystical connotation to the idea of uh, being born again. Uh, Certainly being born again is very important. Jesus said so in John 3, verse 3. Jesus answered and said to them, Verily, verily, I say to thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So you got to be born again. Yeah. But the Bible puts no mystery uh, cloud around being born again. Yep. Romans 6, verse 4 explains it. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. The rebirth takes place the new birth the being born again takes place when we are baptized and i would argue again that that just stresses the importance of baptism not that it is the only act not is not that it's any more important than any other act but it is sort of the culminating act yeah uh when we achieve these necessary things eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven questions at collegeview.com we're in the chat room tonight the chat room's gone quiet We'd like to hear your thoughts there. Let's grab our final break, Jacob. We're just a a minute or two early. Let's grab our final break. uh, And when we come back, add a few more things. We've got some emails. I think our emailers just quickly confirm the same kind of things that we said. We'll give those lists very quickly here for those taking notes at home. And then uh, Jeff has said, there's no clear evidence that anyone who was baptized in the New Testament delayed in any way in being baptized after being taught. It could be argued that why that it may have been sometime before Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch came with the water where while riding in the chariot before the eunuch said, here is water, but nothing in the text shows that there was any delay. Some may also argue that the, that the Ephesians, as they were only baptized in the manner uh, of John the Mercer was baptizing, but not in the way Christ required until they were taught. But again, once they taught, they did not delay. Jeff, thank you for those comments, and thank you uh, for listening tonight. If you have comments, we want to hear them. We'll take a break, and uh, when we get back, we'll go to the top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study continues right after this. Enjoying the virtual Bible study? Email a friend during this break and tell them to join in on the discussion. There's more exciting Bible study after this commercial. Hello, everyone. I'm Monty, a member of the College View Church of Christ. So you've been hearing all about the College View Church of Christ on the virtual Bible study and are interested in finding out more about the church. But you live hundreds of miles away from Columbia, Tennessee and can't come and visit with the congregation to find out more. There's no reason to fear. 
After all, we live in the 21st century. Here's what you can do to find out more about the College View Church of Christ. First, why don't you check out our website while you're listening to the virtual Bible study? You'll find important information about the church there, including bulletin articles there on various subjects, and can even listen to sermons that have been presented at the College View Church in the past. Secondly, if you have questions about the church or about any Bible teaching, why don't you send an email to us and let us know how we can help. Send your questions to questions at collegeview.com. That address, once again, is questions at collegeview.com. We can even have a personal Bible study with you over email if you desire. And finally, if you would rather talk with someone in person, give us a call at 931-381-4567. That's 931-381-4567. You can call this number anytime. If you don't get an answer, leave a message and we'll call you back as soon as we can. We're glad you're listening to the virtual Bible study and hope to hear from you soon. We're tracking the trends on the virtual Bible study. Americans average 5.3 hours of leisure time per day. 4.8 hours on weekdays and 6.5 hours on weekends and holidays. And over half of that time is spent in front of the television. Only 9% of Americans spend some time during an average day on religious or spiritual activities. That information is via the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The Word of God says in Ephesians 5, beginning verse 15, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Quit checking your email. The commercials are over and the virtual Bible study is ready to roll. Take it away, guys. We're going to go to the top of the hours. We're talking about baptism. We're seeing a trend on those in the book of Acts that were baptized with any reference to time. It was immediate. There was no delay. And so we're linking that with some of the things that uh, baptism provides for us. And we're finding why they would not have delayed because of the benefits and the blessings that were the result of that obedience. Got a couple of quick uh, comments to catch before we make another point here. Uh, our good friend Nestor down in Chile and South America. Hola, Nestor. Uh, Nestor says uh, this theme is very good because several denominations teach that baptism is a commandment but is not necessary uh, to obey as soon as possible. They say that the baptism is not for salvation. So many people that have been attending with Pentecostal groups do not want to be baptized because they think that they are saved only confessing Jesus Christ. Uh, I know, because I know Nestor, I know that he has been in hot contention with some of those who teach that sort of false doctrine. And so he he's a, he is in agreement with us. This point needs to be stressed. All right. Baptism is necessary for salvation. And then... Uh, Keith here in Tennessee references 1 Peter 3 beginning verse 19 through 21, which we mentioned earlier about baptism does also now save us. All right. And then uh, Philip in the chat room says, question to ponder, why were you baptized? Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And that is what you will see in all the examples you have used and why they did not wait, but did so immediately. So the question for us to consider is, why were we baptized? Were we baptized for some of the reasons here that were mentioned, or were we baptized for some other I think, reason? I think that's good, Philip, to point out that these actually need to be the reasons why we are baptized. We need to understand these things, and these need to be the reasons why we're being baptized. And, you know, I was. someone says, well, yeah, I was dating this girl, you know, and, and uh, she wanted me to be baptized real bad, and so I was, just to please her. Well, then that wouldn't be being baptized for the right reason at all and and a person in that kind of condition should 
rethink that and approach it from approach baptism properly because you got to have a right heart Romans 6 verse 17 you got to obey from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you and if you haven't obeyed from the heart if you just did it to please a girlfriend that wasn't the reasons we're describing tonight for sure or I was baptized because I thought I was already saved and I just wanted to do this to show everybody the fact that I was already saved it's a misunderstanding right and okay. so you couldn't be say you were baptized for a proper reason okay real quick uh, let's go to a, I got, I've got two more reasons on my list. Uh, people were baptized so soon in the first century because they wanted to be in the one body, the church. You know, a lot of people downplay the importance of the church, but you can't downplay it. Acts 247 says the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The Lord adds the saved to the church. Right. Okay. So the church is not important. Well, I guess it is important because if you're saved, you're in it. The Lord adds you. So I want to be in the church because the church is where God puts all the saved. Well, how do I get in the church? First Corinthians twelve thirteen by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Yeah. Ephesians one verses twenty two and twenty three says the church is His body. So the church is where the saved are. The Lord adds to the church such as you're being saved. We are baptized into the one body, which is the church. It all fits together. It all fits together perfectly. All right. Uh, and then one more. People in the first century were baptized without delay because they understood that you had to be baptized to really be a child of God. I think we all understand the concept of being a child of God. But look at this link between baptism and being in the family of God, Galatians three twenty six and 27. You are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus, for as many of you has, have been baptized into Christ to put on Christ. We want to be children of God. And it linked there with faith and obedience, faith and baptism. You're a child of God when you've been baptized into Christ. All right. Good comments. What about your thoughts? Send them in the chat room. Or give us a call tonight on the program. Kent in Calhoun, Georgia says, The New Testament informs us of specific blessings obtained in scriptural baptism. Being born again, John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Salvation from past alien sins, Mark 16, 16, verse Peter three twenty one. Remission of past alien sins, Acts 2, verse 38. Having sins washed away, Acts twenty two sixteen. Receiving the benefits of the death of Christ, Romans 6, verses 3 through 7. Entering into the fellowship of Christ, Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. Entering into the fellowship of the New Testament church, which contains all the saved, Acts 2, verse 47. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. Great job. Can I, did, you, uh, did you share your notes with him? No, no, we you didn't. We came are, up with those conclusions independently, but they, the, his, his conclusions right on top are, of each are other very there. similar to the ones uh, that we had. And yeah. Kent goes on, he says, the case being that scriptural baptism is a condition of these specific blessings implies that one cannot receive them without baptism. Thank you, Kent, for that. And then Jeff uh, shared an article written by Kenneth Thomas 21 reasons why you should be scripturally baptized. Yeah, he topped you guys both. Yeah, with a number of reasons. Real quick. I'm going to read them quick as I can. Uh, 21 reasons why you should be scripturally baptized. Number one. One, because God commands it, Acts 10:48, To fulfill all righteousness, Matthew 3:15, To be a friend of Jesus, John 15, verse 14. Because you love God, 1 John 5, 4, John 14, 15. 
lest you reject the counsel of God against yourself, Luke 7, verse 30. To complete the new birth, John 3, 3 through 5, Titus 3, verse 5. To enter the kingdom, John 3, verse 5. For remission of sins, Acts 2.38. To receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, Acts 2.38. In order to be saved, Mark 16.16. 16. To wash away your sins, Acts 22.16. To get into the death of Jesus where the blood was shed, Romans 6, verse 3. To be buried with Christ, Romans 6, verse 4. To be raised with Christ, Romans 6, verse 4. Colossians 3, verse 1. Chapter 2, verse 12. To rise to walk in newness of life, Romans 6, verse 4. To be a child of God by faith, Galatians 3.26 and 27. To get into the body, which is the church, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, Colossians 1, 18. To have a good conscience, 1 Peter 3, 21. To get into Christ, Galatians 3, 27. Because baptism doth also now save us, 1 Peter 3, 21, Mark 16, 16. To be reconciled unto God in one body by the cross, Ephesians 2, 13 through 16. All right. Thank you, Jeff. That's a great list. That's a great list. And I think it does dovetail very nicely with list we came up with one the one that Kent offered uh uh it it sure it sure seems so uh clear i mean I, it just seems to to be very clear again we're linking the fact that they were baptized immediately with all the benefits we read associated with baptism and then we can see that it is, in fact, vitally necessary and uh, you asked the question, can an individual share in these blessings before or without being baptized to that question, Jeff answers no. Well, you know, if if all of those things stated are stated so plainly as we said, someone said, "Well, I think I can be in Christ without being baptized." Prove that. I think I can have the remission of sins without being baptized. Where would you go? We to prove need that? a scripture to show. Yeah, that we just need some scripture. We see scriptures to say that baptism saves us; that it is for the remission of sins. So uh, that's fine. You say that. Show us a scripture that teaches it. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you disagree with us on this, these conclusions, uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to engage in a discussion with you. Or if you'd rather, we'd be glad for you to, to put your preacher in contact with us. We'd love to interview him to discuss these differences in a very kind and yeah. loving way. We need to discuss this. It's, I think it's clear that eternal salvation is in the balance it's very in important. regards to these things. It's very important. And a, and a good, open, honest discussion would help all to come to a better understanding of God's Word. And we would encourage that. Uh, again, look at our archives if you want to know the tone that we would take. Uh, we would encourage those to, to, who disagree to contact us so we could have one of those friendly Bible studies together. Um, finally, we ask this question. We're just all but out of time. We said, based upon New Testament teaching and example, is baptism essential to salvation? Can a person be saved before or without being baptized? And I really don't know how you could come to any conclusion other than to say, no, you cannot be saved before and without baptism. Yes, baptism is essential for salvation. Uh, Kent says one cannot be born again, receive salvation from past sins, receive remission of sins, have one's sins washed away, receive the benefits of the death of Christ, enter into fellowship with Christ, or enter into the fellowship of the New Testament church, which contains all the saved, without baptism. While indeed faith in Christ and repentance of sin, as well as confession of faith in Christ, are all essential to salvation, none of those by themselves or with the others will bring one into the condition of salvation 
without baptism. Thank you for that, Kent. Appreciate your correspondence tonight. And Jeff says, given the reasons stated above, the the fact that in every instance the ones baptized were baptized immediately, even in the middle of the night, how could one possibly believe otherwise? No one after Christ's death, burial, and resurrection can be saved without being baptized. It is complete ignorance to think otherwise. I think that's true. And not trying to use the word ignorance in an unkind way, but you just have to be ignoring very clear, plain, straightforward teaching the scriptures in order to believe that you could be saved without being baptized. All right. Kyle, any thoughts you've been over there listening tonight? And we haven't gotten many comments from you, but any thoughts as we conclude tonight? I just uh, get some parting thoughts about uh, we have God laid down, uh, for lack of a better word, a plan or steps to ensure that uh, we could attain salvation. You know, we hear the word uh, uh, repent, of uh, confess, and be baptized, but all those must be taken together and in order. It's something we can't uh, repent next week and then maybe we'll believe and then be baptized at some point. We have to do it. It's a... Uh, we have to do all those things in order and in a timely fashion, of course, right after those. So, and is it a plan that um, I would have chosen? Probably not. I no. probably wouldn't have uh, thrown baptism in there. I mean, why would I want to get wet? Uh, yeah, is, yeah, I'm like, I'm with you on that. The thing is, uh, it's not our plan. It's God's plan. We uh, must it's obey not. That. It's not up to you what you it's like not. or what you want or what you prefer. It's what God said, and we just got to be, as you say, humble enough to accept. Isn't it. that what obedience is all about? Yeah. And and uh, on Facebook, Mike said, not understanding baptism has to be a lack of study of the Bible. And I think that's right. You know, there's some there's some tough things in the Bible to understand. We're, I, I don't deny that. But I don't think baptism is one of the tough things in the Bible to understand. It's tough to explain away. It's tough, but it's not tough to understand. Right, exactly. All right. Okay. Well, uh, uh, anything else? That's all we got. I think it's a good angle. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a good approach. Uh, and and it, it does go to, uh, to further evidence to the fact that we believe baptism is required for salvation. We, We look at how those in the New Testament viewed it and the way that they responded when confronted with the truths of the gospel. In the chat room, Jeff says, that's what I meant by ignorance as well. Not not a bad word. It just simply means without knowledge or you don't know something. People who people who are ignorant of what the Bible says uh, would den- are the ones who are denying the necessity of baptism. Thank you for that, Jeff, and thank you for your correspondence tonight. And thanks for all of our listeners for listening. We hope that uh, the discussion tonight was helpful. And uh, we, again, would encourage you to contact us if you disagree uh, we'd like to have an opportunity to, if uh, not on the air, maybe just at least an email, have an exchange with you on uh, why you may differ, disagree with our conclusions. Contact us, questions at collegeview.com. Use that email address to suggest topics for a future edition of the Virtual Bible Study. We need those topics as well, and we'd welcome you to contact us with your suggestions. All right, Kyle, thank you for being here two weeks in a row. I don't think we're going to be able to make it three, though, are we? Next week, uh, no. not this coming week, but I will be back uh, hopefully More the next one after that. All right. So. Thank you, Kyle, for being here. Dad, thank you for your time. Thanks, Jacob. Enjoyed it. And uh, thank you for joining us. Again, we make, hope you make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired word of the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. 
Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 9.30 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.